Where were you the night Andy Ruiz made boxing history and became the first ever Mexican heavyweight champ of the world? We'll talk about last night's epic war with Anthony Joshua and more on today's episode with the Sweet Science Class. Alright, what's up everybody? Thank you for joining in. I've already got Jakeem and Felix standing by. How you doing, fellas? Doing good, doing good. Epic night in boxing. Ready. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? What's up, fellas? What's up, listeners? Okay, so we're we're coming in pretty hot after after an incredible, unbelievable, borderline unexpected main event last night. I'm just gonna quickly poke through the card real fast uh chris algeri had a good win katie taylor had a war she won a majority decision it feels like most people think she should have lost callum smith looked very very impressive against a guy who moved up in weight as he should have so but he did his job and looked very impressive josh kelly had a draw with ray robinson looked less than impressive honestly and then we got to the main event. That's really what we're going to talk about, because that's where all the fireworks were. Andy Ruiz shocked the world and took all three, three of all three of Anthony Joshua's belts, three of the four. Wilder has the fourth, and knocked him out in the seventh round. So I'm just going to let y'all take over. We'll just kind of see where this goes and build it up. Felix, what were your thoughts going into this, and what were your thoughts as you saw round by round? Well, first of all, I want to say it's good to have the belts back on American soil. You know, I'm not going to say where they belong because I'm not that kind of guy, but it just feels good. Uh, Going into the fight, I mean, we've all discussed it. The heavyweight division is a division where, you know, everybody has a puncher's chance. But we did feel like Ruiz had slightly better than just a puncher's chance. Now, we weren't predicting him to win, but we knew this was going to be a tough fight. I mean, we all stated that. This is going to be a tougher fight than him fighting uh, Big Baby Miller, who was initially the, the original opponent for Anthony Joshua. He has a high punch out. Oh, well, I'm talking about Big Baby. He has a high punch output. He's really aggressive. But I feel like the style of Ruiz was just a little more difficult for Anthony Joshua. Everybody thought, like, oh, Anthony Joshua, he has the height. He has this. He has that. But round for round, I didn't see Anthony Joshua dictate the, the distance. First round, he kind of did. You know, first first couple rounds, but it seems like once that third round and he got knocked down, well, actually, when he knocked Ruiz down, he got, you know, he, I guess he smelled blood. He made himself vulnerable, and as you can see, Ruiz, Ruiz put him down, man, put him down twice. Honestly, I was shocked because when, when Anthony Joshua landed that clean hook that put Ruiz on the ground, I pretty much thought, it's a wrap, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who thought that. When he came back and, and put Joshua down, Joshua's body language just totally flipped. And he looked like a defeated man already. Like, not, not defeated, but he kind of looked like, this is not what I signed up for. I didn't come here for this. I came here to do promo tours, sign autographs, smile for the camera, you know, come out, put a little show on, and go home. And somebody forgot to tell him that there was a Mexican dude in the ring waiting for him that had other plans. Now we got a new champion, first, like Dustin said, first Mexican. Think about that for a minute. Think about all the history in Mexico as far as boxing. We're talking about decades and decades and decades of champions, of some all-time greats. 
This is the first heavyweight champion. It's pretty unbelievable. That's crazy. When you really think about that, man, like, I mean, we all know that there's some pretty good Mexican heavyweights that have been in the past, not championship levels, but there's been some pretty decent fighters. And to see him do that, man, honestly, I haven't been this shocked in a heavyweight bout. I know people are saying Tyson Douglas, but I remember seeing Lennox Lewis get knocked out kind of gave me that same feeling. But this one was a little more special, just the fact that Ruiz was such an underdog. People were talking about the way he looks. There's a lot of budding jokes, and we're all eating our words. We're all eating our words, man. And I think Anthony Joshua, hey, we'll find out what he's really about. Because I don't want to knock him and say, oh, he's, he's done, he got defeated. Because that's where the problem lies in boxing these days. People see a loss, and they automatically assume, oh, he's a bum, he got his ass whooped. Nah. He took a loss. Let's see how he bounces back. If he's a true champion, he'll bounce back. The way his uh, fellow countryman did uh, in Lennox Lewis. So, I hear they got that rematch clause, and I don't I don't see anything that so, shows that it's going to be different stylistically. The only thing that AJ needs to do is up that conditioning because it feels like it was a combination of him getting punched in the face a lot and him being tired. So, he needs to fix that, man. But I don't know. What do you think, Jakeem? Well, man, last night, that was probably one of the the best heavyweight title fights I've seen. And, uh, I'm a little younger than y'all, so that, that probably, that's up there, man. I couldn't even go to sleep after the fight. Like, my nerves, everything was just going. So, yeah, it was really good. Like you, like you guys said, nobody gave uh, Ruiz a chance. I didn't have him winning. I had him going. To, a lot of people thought it was going to be an easy, an easy win for Joshua. I thought it will probably go the distance. I didn't think that, or if there was a stoppage, of course, I thought AJ would get the stoppage up. I didn't think it would turn out the way it did. The first two rounds, it was kind of slow. The action picked up in the third round, and when Ruiz got knocked down, I thought it was over. Like, I just, in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, every, every, everybody was right. You know, I didn't want it to end like that, but in my head, I was just thinking, man, everybody was right here. AJ got it over quick, but he got off the mat. And then he went and knocked AJ down. And I was like, we went crazy. Like, we were like, what the fuck? Like, we didn't know what to think. It was it was crazy, man. And actually, I don't know, when, when Joshua goes down, something weird. Like, I, I like Joshua. But when he goes down, I start, you know, rooting, tearing for him more. Like, so when he got back up, I was just hoping he could make it through the round. And then he got knocked down again. Once he took a hit, and he once he went down, I felt like he he was just gassed after that. Like he didn't know what to do. If you look at the look on his face, like he was kind of stunned. But right there, like I would say, the second knockdown is when I knew I was like, man, something something ain't right. Joshua, he don't something is just weird in his demeanor and how he he's going on. So came out, he still looked pretty sluggish. Like I said, he was gassed after that second knockdown. He was gassed. In the middle rounds, and then that seventh round came, he got knocked down two more times, and it was over. Man, I was I was shocked. I was just as shocked as everybody else. Second knockdown in the seventh round, the one that ended the fight, it was. I guess people they're trying to make make it uh, controversial with the with the referee and all of that. I did hear Joshua say that he was good, he was ready to fight, but his body language wasn't saying that. If you can probably mute it when it gets to that part, 
you see, you see, Josh, he was very hesitant about coming out of the corner, and he even looked at his, uh, he looked at his corner. So his work, his his actions wasn't matching what he was saying. He was ready, so the referee called it off. So I don't think there's no controversy when it comes to that. And he know he didn't he didn't put up a a big fight or a big argument about it. Like he knew it just wasn't his night. All he could do was smile. Like he he knew it was Ruiz's night. Not to cut you off, but saved his life. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That referee yeah. saved him from from losing, you know, years in his boxing career because it wasn't going to get any better. Nope. No, I think you're kind of just reaching as maybe a fan if you think that was a bad stoppage because that, that was an excellent stoppage. I watched it a few times today. Joshua, the mouthpiece was out. He was leaned back against the corner. The ref had made the count and asked for about five or six seconds, like, come to me, are you ready? And he just stayed yeah. leaning back against the corner. He'd had like 15 total seconds through all that. He wasn't moving. It was not a bad stoppage. And the second knockdown in the seventh round came immediately after the first. Had the ref let it go, Big Bad Ruiz was just going to steamroll in there and drop him again. Like, the fight was done. There was no controversy. Yeah, and I feel like the referee gave him a lot of chances. Like, he if it was the other way around, and Ruiz, he would have called it off sooner. But the referee gave him all the chances in the world to, you know, to, to continue to fight. And when that's, uh, that last knockdown, I don't, his head was so out of the match, I don't even think he realized his mouthpiece, his mouthpiece wasn't in. Like, that's what was crazy. Like, he didn't even attempt to get it. The referee had in his hand. Like, he was, uh, he was just out of there, man. Yeah, I do enjoy that the ref, like you, like you said, gave him – multiple chances as he should have as the three belt holder you you give them a benefit of the doubt so i thought he gave joshua some good chances which i gotta give it to joshua i mean he never quit you know he may have laid back laid back against the corner that last time and but i think he was a little bit out of it joshua never quit he kept getting up just like he did in the klitschko fight joshua's a tough dude the only thing this immediately made me think of last night is, was last night a really off night, or did he beat an old Vladimir Klitschko? It really makes me wonder about the Vladimir fight. And and I remember Vitaly even saying, taking blame and credit for telling Vladimir in the corner, be calm. After he dropped him, Vladimir wanted to go for the, the finish, and Vitaly said, don't, he's younger, be calm about it. And then later, Vitaly said, I feel bad. I might have cost Vladimir the fight. You know, it's all hindsight. Who knows? But it just really makes me wonder, was Vladimir old that night? Or was Joshua just off last night? No, I think it might be a combination of everything. The age of Klitschko and the environment, man. I mean, this is the first time Anthony Joshua fought outside of his home. This was Madison Square Garden, New York City. This is historic. This is like a historic arena. All the greats have fought here, you know, and that pressure, you know what I mean? Like, the mental state plays a huge factor in sports, especially boxing. So, I can't really say exactly what it was that Anthony Joshua didn't have. Because I know it was fatigue, but was it because of conditioning? Was it because of the environment? He just didn't know how to take it? Like, there's a lot of question marks going in with Joshua because we've seen him look really good against you know top guys like you know like guys like Dylan White Joseph Parker you know these these are all contenders this is you know, Joseph Parker had a hell of a fight with Ruiz some people thought Ruiz won but it could have went either way and you know 
Joshua's looked good against these guys. And he looked like, excuse my language, he looked like shit yesterday. And that's not taking anything away from Ruiz. It's a combination of everything. Ruiz was on his A game, and Anthony Joshua wasn't. And a lot of times that's what it comes down to. It really just makes you wonder where he's at mentally. I've, I've seen comments from fans concerned that AJ has been acting odd in interviews. And I said to my friend Dominic, who came over to watch the fight with me last night, during I thought it was odd that, that he took so long to come out to the ring, but besides, you know, we can look past that. But during the national anthems and even you know the announcements and the intros from Michael Buffer or whatever, Joshua just seemed – I couldn't explain it, but I said to Dominic, I was like, does Joshua look weird to you? He looks a little off to me, like uncomfortable, like he's not – like he doesn't want to be here. I couldn't put my finger on it. And, I, I mean, I said that during the national anthems. I was like, Joshua just looks a little bit weird to me, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. It was – and then – third round happened and mentally he kind of looked weird so just makes me wonder what's going on i've heard rumors of psychiatrists and i don't know maybe there's a very very strong chance that we didn't see a 100 percent you know mentally strong and ready to go joshua last night which like felix said not taking away from ruiz that's a 250 plus pound mexican bulldog and that's also something joshua's probably not familiar with on foreign soil to him you know there's a lot of things up in the air but i think aj might have something mentally going on i don't know what it is but we do you know wish the best for him we, we like aj and like felix said we're you know definitely not writing him off every heavyweight great has a loss i can't think of one like legendary heavyweight that we always talk about that's undefeated yeah rocky marciano is the only rocky undefeated. But but that's a different conversation. It is a different conversation. <laughs> and Dustin, I, I know you said you don't feel like he quit, but in my eyes, I really think, I don't know what's the easy way to say somebody quit, but he, I think he realized it wasn't his night. Ruiz was just too, too quick. His hands was quicker. Footwork was better. I really just think he, like he gave up. In my eyes, I, and I don't, I don't want to make it sound like he's a quitter or anything. I don't, like I said, I don't know the easy a nice uh, awakening that he, he, he did not want to fight anymore. He yeah. knew it wasn't his. I mean, I think after getting beat up on and getting dropped four times, you can say someone quit without being negative, calling them a quitter. You dropped me four times and beat me up for seven rounds, I might quit too. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give a quote from the – I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I think we all know that. The great Jimmy Johnson – had a quote, and he always said that to his players in a training camp, because his main thing that he would work on was conditioning. That was like the number one thing in their camps, which most of them are, but that was his main focus. And he always said, fatigue will make a coward of you. That's what I think last night happened. And I don't mean coward like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying coward in a derogatory way. I'm just speaking figuratively. You know, when you're tired, you're, that, that, that shit will control your brain. And it, that's what it looked like to me. It was a combination of, yeah, I'm getting hit in the face, but he was gassed. And when you're gassed, you don't have no gas in the tank, that, that'll that make you quit. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Like, he did it so fast. I felt like the third round, he was he was tired. Well, like, I think maybe mentally, because I, I agree with both y'all. When he landed that 
if I remember right, it was a left hook. It was ferocious, and Ruiz went flat on his back. I said to Dominic, dang, I was hoping it would go to at least five. Like, this, it's done. I thought it was done. And then Ruiz gets up, and it's probably got to be mentally – again, I'm not trying to say AJ was scared. I mean, for any human, it's got to be mentally borderline terrifying to crush someone with a hook, see them go on their back, think in your head, nice. This might be done. Then he gets up, charges at you harder, and starts beating you up and dropping you. That's got to be mentally unbelievable to deal with. And it seems like it was just 100 to zero, boom, instant mental wear down and fatigue set in for AJ. It was he was just like, oh crap, I thought it was over. Yeah, you know what's funny is on that uh, what's that little all access 24/7 type thing they have on the zone? What is it? The 40 days. 40 days. 40 days, yeah. I think it was the second episode was the Andy Ruiz one. Yeah. And yeah. I remember his pop saying that every – I think it was his pops or somebody was saying, yeah, every time he gets punched in the face, he just gets more mad and mad. Yep. And when I watched that, I didn't really pay much attention to it because I'm like, man, it's everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets hit. They get mad. But nah, bro, I saw that shit yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that cat kept getting hit in the face, and it was just like he kept – I don't know, like, he just, it sparked something. It was fun to see, because, you know, when you think of all the Mexican greats, they seem to be, you know, in the lower divisions, and it's just nice to see just a Mexican warrior like that, that big, and, uh, yeah, it was, every punch just fueled him up, and he was, you were going to have to knock Ruiz cold to defeat him last night. And he took big shot. That Big that, shot. That one that put him down, the, the, the hook that put him down in the third round, he took some really big shots after that. Yeah, it was like his jaw got accustomed to it after that drop, that knockdown. Yeah. Like he was expecting it now. He's like, okay, I know what to expect. I know what it feels like. And, bro, he walked through that shit. I'm, I'm impressed, man. Like you said, it was a Mexican. It was cool seeing a Mexican-style fighter in the body of a heavyweight. It was yeah, and, epic. You know what separates him from from the rest of the heavyweights? I think his hand speed. I don't think there's another heavyweight that has faster hands than. I don't Ruiz. either. I was rewatching the replays of the finish today from different angles. For a 260 pound chubby man, his hand speed is incredible. Yeah. And it let's not crazy. get it twisted. That <laughs> shot that Joshua landed and dropped Ruiz, 90 percent of heavyweights ain't getting up. That was vicious. Joshua would have won last night, KO3, against most other people had he landed that shot. I agree. So how do y'all feel about him against the other two top heavyweights? Fury and and Wilder with his style. You feel like his style can give them problems with his hand speed and footwork? Fury and Ruiz is the biggest mind confusion ever. Like, I, that would be so fun and so... Who knows? Yeah, I agree. I, I like that matchup, uh, Ruiz and Fury. Like you said, it, that that's a really legit 50-50 fight. Because Fury being so much bigger than Joshua, think about that. You know, everybody was calling uh, Ruiz a midget, and he's 6'2". Imagine him fighting Fury. Yeah, that's going to be now, like two or three more inches. Yeah. He's about like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, like, he's pretty up there. He's a power forward. But then the Wilder matchup, Ruiz got back up from an AJ shot. But it's really hard for me to think that anybody 
can get up from a wilder shot. I know Fury did it, but let's be real, man. Gypsy King is a different kind of that. And Ruiz could be, too. I could be totally fucking wrong. But I don't see Wilder letting him control the distance, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, Wilder's a fight on the side a lot better than, than uh, AJ. Now, if you get, if you let Wilder control the distance, it's a wrap. I think we all know that because that's when that straight right comes in. But I, I think they said that the, they have a, a rematch clause, and most likely he's going to be fighting AJ in the UK next. So I don't know. What do y'all think about that? Well, just to drop back in on Wilder Ruiz, to me that is that's a pretty 50-50 fight in the sense that I agree with you. If Wilder can keep him out, keep him at distance, keep that long jab going and connecting right straights, he'll knock Ruiz out. I don't care how tough Ruiz is. But Ruiz is clearly the better boxer and would outweigh him and just probably it would be close on the strength scale. I could see him looping around Wilder's jabs and landing counters kind of like he did to AJ and I could see him rocking Wilder and getting all up on him and causing the same problems. I could literally see a 50-50. Wilder Ruiz is 50-50. Like one of them would knock the other out. That would be a great fight. And then, yeah, Fury Ruiz, you got Mexican-style bulldog coming at a very elusive, unbelievably defensive giant. That'd be amazing. I'm ex- This kind of threw in like a splash of originality. We kind of needed this. It was getting stale with the three-headed monster and them not all fighting each other, really. The With the, you know, of course, Wilder Fury fought, but this, it's kind of refreshing. This is the boxing gods. You know what I mean? This is this is the boxing guys telling all these fighters, stop protecting your zero. Stop going into these politics. Just fight each other. Because if not, this is what can happen. Get your money. You know what I mean? And I don't really like that. I don't pocket watch. I don't do anything like that. But I want to see fighters make their money and make the most that they can. Because it's a, lo- it's a short career for a long life. And these two, Wilder and, and AJ could have cashed in on some big dollars if they would have committed a long time ago. Yeah. And I've argued the opposite because I was, because, you know, I look at it from Wilder's perspective, I'm not going to sign a two-fight deal to where I'm the B-side both fights. If I come in the first fight and I knock you out, or if I'm, I outbox you and I'm robbed, I'm not going to be the B-side and fight where you want to fight the second fight. It's not going to happen. You know, I'll fight, I'll fight a one-fight deal. And not only that, I'm loyal to Al Heyman, and I'm loyal to Showtime. I'm not going to go to a network like DAZN, and we don't know where they're going to be at in two to three years. You know what I'm saying? So I can kind of understand why Wilder did what he did, but at the same time, this fight to show guys, not everybody can be Floyd and and hold a fight off for six years and cash in on a, a quarter billion. You know, so get your money now. Yes, yeah. it might not be there. I agree. You can't, you're writing checks you can't cash. Yeah, this really was like a bitch slap from the boxing gods. And, you know, I've agreed with Joshua and Wilder. They've each had their reasons for pushing. And I've I've had my problems with both. And I've agreed with both at times. And I, try, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care what people make. I don't pocket watch. I don't care how much they're making. I just, I want them to make, you know, as much as they can because it's a rough life. But... You know, I've had problems with both of them ducking, maybe pushing the fight. But, yes, you, you hit it on the head. Not everyone's Floyd. Not everyone can stay undefeated. 
And this was kind of a slap from the boxing gods saying, okay, you want to keep pushing, you want to keep pushing, you don't want to make this big fight for the fans, one of y'all going to lose. And Wilder Joshua would still be amazing, but we have to admit and keep it real with ourselves, a lot of the fun is taken out of it now. Yeah, because of the style and, and fashion that AJ lost. When you have all the belts and all undefeated, it was going to be a masterful thing. Country versus country. Like, yeah, this just kind of changed everything. It would still be a great fight, but now the massive fireworks aren't just, they're not quite as there. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? AJ can change that. You know, he comes back the next fight or two and looks spectacular. Hey, maybe they maybe it's an immediate rematch and he knocks Ruiz the hell out. Yeah. It has to be it has to be Deontay Wilder Brazil type or like Stavern. You know how he had the rematch. Even though it went the distance and he won, but then the rematch he kinda kinda proved the point like I shouldn't have went the distance with this guy. Right. He needs to make the third round be the third round this time, Joshua. He needs to land that hook and keep him down. He can't let because Ruiz seems to get motivated by getting hurt. So he needs to, yeah, Wilder-esque, he needs to just turn him off, not give him the option to get back up. Yeah, and the fight, uh, the rematch, if they do do a rematch, I'm hearing, or Eddie Hearn even said last night, it will be in the UK, and a lot of people don't understand. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, how? why would it be in the UK if he's the champion, he's the A-side now? Well, I'm pretty sure when you sign that contract, he already agreed to all the terms and everything that goes with the rematch. So that's why it would be in the UK instead of where Ruiz would want it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah how it works. You know, the, the big name, it's still a business. All said and done. AJ's the biggest. If it was in the contract, then I 100% understand. But if UK was not in the contract, then I don't agree. And I don't think it's fair. And I think Ru- Ruiz should get to defend on America. But like Jakeem said, it probably was in the contract, and that's why it's happening. Simple as that. Oh, I bet you they had every time. They they, they dotted their I's and crossed their T's on that, that rematch clause. <laughs> yeah, you know they did. Which is smart because, you know, you think, what if we lose? We can put in the immediate rematch clause. If we lose, well, let's also make it at home. It's smart. Looking ahead. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's negotiation, man. If you can get it, you can get it. Eddie Hearn's smart. He gets hate. Sometimes he pisses me off, but Eddie Hearn's a smart dude. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we've started to exhaust everything. You know, I think we're all in agreement. Last night was incredible, unbelievable. All the props in the world to Ruiz. All the props in the world to AJ. No one on this podcast, no one from the Sweet Science class is saying anything negative about AJ whatsoever. You know, tip the hat. Tip of the cap to you, sir. You fought a tough fight. You got up four times. Not everyone would have done that. And I have a feeling AJ will be back with a belt pretty soon. So hold your heads up high, AJ fans. And um, before we get out, you know, we got two fights coming up in the next two weeks. And let's just remember, it's in the air right now. Jared Hurd lost to Julian Williams. Last night, Ruiz defeated Joshua. Next week. Can Steve Rolls shock the entire planet and defeat Triple G? Or what about the week after that? We go back to the heavyweight division. What if Tom Schwartz can shake up the world like Ruiz did? Tom Schwartz versus Tyson Fury. I'm extra excited for that fight now because of last night. 
and nothing official, but hopefully we're in the process of trying to work this out. We're hoping we can get an interview with Tom Schwartz before the Tyson Fury fight. We'll have to have a translator. He speaks German, but we're working out the kinks. It's not official, but we're really trying to bring the Sweet Science class fanatics and fans at home and interview with Tom Schwartz and see what his thoughts are leading into the Tyson Fury fight. So, fellas, anything to close out with and say your goodbyes? Yeah, I mean, what a great, you know what, not even a great weekend. What a great last few weeks of boxing. I feel like since, what, like mid-April, since like that Danny Garcia night, knocking out man i've been really hyped every weekend and it feels good man because we go through our ups and downs with boxing you know we get bad decisions here and there and all this and there's so much negativity when in these group pages and with the fans us boxing fans we are the worst but these are the nights that that make me realize why i love boxing so damn much man and it feels good to be able to talk about it with you guys and you know just keep showing love to the page and and uh we'll we'll hear from y'all next week um, yeah, like Felix said, uh, it's been a good past couple of weeks of boxing. We got more coming up in the next couple of weeks. Like, I'm I'm happy as a boxing fan. Last night was great. I like that the, the group is active. Everybody's uh, active and, you know, got the page jumping. And y'all keep listening to the podcast. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all very much. The group is exploding right now. It's hopping. It's very active, especially after last night. And the page was a couple likes away from breaking 11,000. We probably actually broke that recording this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and announce it, whether I might be a little little premature with it. But thank you all for helping us break 11,000 likes. I believe our two-year anniversary of creating this page will be in August. So we're coming up on two years, hitting 11K, groups getting close to 3K. I like the bond. Everyone gets along. We talk. We don't fight. It's beautiful. We love y'all. Sweet science class out.